Buongiorno. Good morning, uh, folks and listeners. Um, myself and Johnny here tonight uh, recording this. You're going to get it tomorrow morning, uh, or this morning, sorry. Um, Italy have just beaten Spain on penalties to go through to the final of Euro 2020, which in my, ter- my eyes, in my opinion, has been the greatest tournament I can remember for a long, long time. Possibly my favourite of all time at the minute. It's, it's shaping up that way anyway, with two games to go. Um, Johnny, as I said, Italy have gone through. It's just myself and yourself all tonight. We're going to talk about tonight's match. We, we do seem to strike a lucky we do podcast together where we have a good game before it so we can talk about it. Yeah, you know, we're just, we just bring good luck to the world of football, you know. Um, <laughs> hola to our Spanish listeners. Um, commiserations, terrible for you to go out, but I think we kind of think Italy are the best team fitted to kind of take on Denmark in the final, so quite glad to see them go through. Yeah. It's um the ninety minutes. The, the actual time was a bit of a, a da- not a dampener, but it's just like both teams sort of. I don't know if they, they sort of chose to settle on penalties at one point, and then there was a times where Spain tried to attack for two or three minutes, then they stopped. And they did the same again, and they stopped. And both teams just like, you know what? We'll just we'll take our luck here in penalties. But for the ninety minutes of the the normal time, of the game it was. Unbelievable, Johnny. For for a full ninety minutes, it was just a brilliant, brilliant semi final. Yeah, I I don't know what you kind of thought, but during the ninety minutes, I thought maybe Spain deserved maybe to go through just for the chances they created. You know, Italy had their chances too, but I just thought Spain were just great going forward. I know we've seen the the stats that they passed the ball like so many more times in Italy, but that means absolute dung battle to be quite honest. So it was it was just a real good game. Um, I think Spain maybe will go out of that game in the night feeling, you know, they probably could have got to the final. I think they really could have. Um, but, like I said, I'm just worried. I would have been worried about Spain playing Denmark in the final because, you know, Spain are just so open at the back, I think, whenever they play a team that's quite attacking. So, um, so <laughs> who, 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 um, who, who stood out for you tonight? Who, who was? Italy or... or uh, Spain, maybe there's a few players, but who who's standing out for you? And then I'll give you my hang out there. Um, do you know what actually really impressed me now? Um, Insignia for Italy, I thought he was was brilliant. Everything seemed to kind yeah. of go down his side of the pitch. Um, for Italy, um, he was the one that kind of stood out for me personally. Just every every time I seen him get on the ball, yeah, I was like something's going to happen here, and he seemed like he was the driving force for Italy. Um, in terms of Spain, like I thought Pedri was quite good. Did I say that correct, Pedro? Is that right? He did. Yeah, yes, yeah. yes, yes. Thought he was quite good tonight. Um, I think he's got he got better and better as tournaments went on. Um, it, it's a shame now that they're out because I think that really that game should have been the final. And I think Steve said that in our WhatsApp group. Like that's that's a game that deserved to be the final, and it was a real shame. Like they're two great teams going at it, and as we all know, Spain started off very poorly and have really really grown into this tournament and. You know, for for us, we're probably gonna. I can you know, there's gonna be great stories from that final when when Denmark get to it as well, and just what they've had to go through. Like. But it, it it was it was just it kind of had a bit of everything, didn't it? It was all just a bit mad, and <laughs> I think Keelini definitely, like you say, should get the Ballon d'Or for the way he just absolutely shit housed um, Jordi Alba. I thought that was oh. the best part of the entire game. 
Like, talk about, talk about, I, I don't know if he was doing it, like, just because he was nervous, or doing it to freak Albert, and it did freak Jordy Albert, he was looking at him, like, going, Virginia, what are you, what's going on here? Because <laughs> he was just laughing, and he, he pretended to punch him in the jaw and all, and he was <laughs> hugging him, and he lifted him up in the air, and then he looked at Donnarumma, and he was laughing and joking with Simon, as they were walking down for the penalties. I actually noticed, before I mentioned who I thought was great tonight, I actually noticed in the huddle, before both teams were getting ready to take their penalties, I I picked up on it, I should put it into the group, but I put my phone away so I could just enjoy the penalties. Italy, Italy came out of that huddle looking like they had won it. Mm-hmm. You know? They yeah. were all celebrating, all roaring at each other, all laughing and giggling, and they came out of it saying, we're not getting beat here. And whereas Spain came out of it more sort of, sort of, so, not solemn faces, but sort of, Game faces on, sort of like looking really stern, as if they're ready to go here. And you just, sort of, I just sort of looked at them and went, "Ah, Italy's got this. Italy has it." And then obviously the two penalties, two both penalties are missed, uh, but still Italy bounced on. I thought tonight, I said in a recent pod, I think it was one with Steve, or uh, I'm not sure, maybe Breton. I wasn't, hadn't been that impressed with Danny Olmo, and I wasn't sure what he actually added to this Spanish team. And I thought tonight, especially in that second half. He was unbelievable. He was superb. And even sort of extra time, he was everywhere. And somebody commented that he's having he's having a bit of a grealish moment here, as in, like, he's constantly getting fouled. And he was constantly getting put up in the air by the Italians because they didn't know how to deal with him. They couldn't mm-hmm. get near him. He was excellent at times. Pedro, as you said, was very good. I think he only missed one pass in the whole 90 minutes. And he only missed that by, in, by like, inches or millimetres. Um, Chiesa scored a great goal for Italy in Sydney. I thought De Laurenti as well at fullback was excellent. Mm-hmm. And I actually thought Mancini almost messed that up with some of his subs. Yeah. They didn't add anything to what was going on with the Italian team. He, he changed the midfield too quick. Uh, for me, you know, he didn't, he didn't leave it a bit to settle and then he changed it again and brought, he brought Lockstein, Lockstein and Pacino on and he changed it again and then Berardi came on and, and uh, Bloody came on up front. I thought he's, he's done this too quick. And I know you have to do it in certain sections, but maybe just make the first couple of substitutes, let it settle for a little while, see how the game's going on before you then bounce into it. And that invited a lot of pressure, I thought, then from Spain and Pascat as well. There wasn't really a bad performance, really, um, tonight by anyone. I thought he looked very nervous, Simon, and he has looked very nervous throughout the whole tournament at times. In an excellent save in the penalty shootout, and an unbelievable save from Nakatali, the first one. Mm-hmm. But I thought maybe at times, Kaylee and Benucci looked the rage sometimes. Um, they didn't look as assured as they maybe have done, um, but they've got themselves through. And like, this Italy team, Sarah was watching. The 90 minutes anyway beside me and she was sort of doing something else she's paying attention to it and she's like because Kaylee Kaylee scored and I went I went nuts and went boogaloo like mm-hmm. she's like you really love Italy and I was like it is there's something about Italy and, and I was telling her like, and I'm just, I'm, I get abuse from this now and slagged about it because I mentioned Dadji all the time but that 94 Italy team was one of the one of the teams and one of the moments that I fell in love with football I said so many times mm-hmm. and now this Italy team is making me feel the same thing following them and adoring them and I, I want to now I, I should watch them more than what than to, to justify the love I have for this Italian, Italian national team and I'm going to I said it before I'm going to start watching their games more 
they're, they're in Northern Ireland's group, so we'll be paying a lot more attention to it. But uh, it's just like this team. I just, I just love them. I just love this Tiles team. I love the characters in it. Donnarumma, by the way, Johnny. Imagine staring at him and having hit a penalty against him. Well, I mean, like the only person I could really stare at my day is Brenton. Like, so <laughs> I might call Brenton Donnarumma from now on. The honey monster flips in. He's absolutely massive, isn't he? He's, he's a big unit. Massive. He is a big unit. Um, and like, I know, I know we joke about kind of who they might play in the final. We don't really know yet. Uh, we're all hoping it's Denmark, but like in terms, <laughs> in terms of um, whether it will be England, like I would be more confident with Chiellini and Benucci in a um, backline to face up against the likes of Harry Kane and on the other God knows who Southgate will play on the wings because he just chops and changes so much but they're just solid like I think uh, they said in commentary the night they played over 300 games together which is <laughs> is mental like you know and yeah. Donnarama as well it's just phew, big unit great goalkeeper pulled off some great saves tonight as well so still uh, too as well still only young yeah, he's still only young, and people forget like he burst onto the scene when I see Milan, and he was what sixteen or something like that, which is just crazy. Like, and he was, yeah, he was about I don't know, maybe Brenton's height as a toddler. I don't know, like you know, <laughs> he's grown ever since then. But, yeah, they're they're a great team, you know. Defensively, normally they're you've seen they're quite solid, and going forward, they can create things as well. I think they're a bit different from the elite teams we've seen in the past, which I've said before, but. Um, They'll be very, very hard to beat in the final, no matter who they play. So, um, God, they better win that final, unless it's Denmark, because I would like to see Denmark win the final. I have Denmark in the work sweep, but I love Italy. So, if it's if it is Denmark and Italy, it's a win-win for me. So hmm. I'm going to come out of it happy either or. But um, we will touch on the semi that semi final uh, in a few minutes, and obviously the the lads are going to cover that for us tomorrow night. But, um, I have a question. Yes. For you. Go on ahead. Thiago. I knew I was about to mention Thiago. Go on ahead, go on ahead, go on ahead. I find now I don't follow the Spain squad like I have with the previous ones because all yeah. of them I've, I've been a bit unfamiliar with. But I just find it weird that Thiago hasn't really started for Spain in this tournament. And maybe it's because his year has been affected badly with injuries, COVID, you know, he hasn't really settled in too well, I suppose. Um it's been a tough year for him in terms of playing for Liverpool too. But, like, do you find it weird? Like, you adore Thiago. Like, do you find it weird that he isn't starting for Spain? Like, because he, he's a player that great things, you know, when they brought him on the nights and he, he was the one stepping over the free kicks for them. Like, so I just think it's strange that he hasn't got more time on the pitch. I think Enrique should have brought him on way before he brought Rodri on. I think Thiago should have been in that midfield alongside Pedri and Busquets uh, for Koke. Not to start ahead of Koke, but brought him on earlier. You can't bring him on in the second half of extra time and expect amazing things from him. And I saw a few people online constantly picking at him. It's hard to get into the rhythm of the game. This is a European Championship semi-final. He's got 15 minutes to try and influence it. So I thought that was unfair. Whether I'd start him or not, to be honest, at the start of the tournament, yes, 100%, always picking Thiago. And then you look at how this Spanish midfield is operated at times, when Busquets, Coque and Pedro have been together. And who would who would you really drop out of them? Coque has just won the Liga again. And he is so under 
underrated cocky. If people don't understand exactly what all he does, he's such an underrated, brilliant footballer. But like Jorginho has been at Chelsea, and then he do- he gets the big one with tonight. Pedri has had an unbelievable tournament, an unbelievable tournament. Only eighteen, he's been he's been superb, and Busquets. Spain looked class when he was in there tonight. He dictated everything. So it is hard to, yes, get in. But the player of Thiago's quality. I think if this tournament was held when it should have been held last summer, Thiago possibly has his Spanish tournament, if you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. Where he's one of the leading lights. As you say, he's been, he's been affected by COVID and he's affected by injuries and getting rhythm back in the Liverpool team. But Liverpool fans know how influential he was towards the end of the season there for us. Um... His penalty was amazing, so I I didn't want Spain to win, but I just wanted to make sure he scored his penalty, and I and I actually wanted Morata to score his. I've, it's just typical that Alvaro Morata comes on, scores a brilliant goal, like sent down around to the shops, and then misses the penalty. Like you knew, and I don't know about you, Johnny, but you knew he wasn't scoring that. Oh, actually, and that's I, such I a horrible thing to say. Like, yeah. knew, I I think everyone knew he wasn't going to score that. That's so horrible, and it's and it. I really hope Spanish media doesn't go in on him because, like, he's had such a be- like such a kick in before the start of this tournament, first couple of games, and then he's been excellent in the knockout stages for Spain. He's really turned up for them, like he really has, and he came on the night. Obviously, he was left out, but he came on the night. After that, had a poor one tonight. To be fair, actually, the right, one playing big paper, and he came on the night and scored a big goal, and I just felt very very sorry for him, but. Italy march on and you knew Morata was going to miss and you knew Jorginho was going to score yeah I, I think Spain can be quite pleased kind of how far they've got like yeah, yeah, think they, of their their squad was massively hit with Covid just prior yeah. to this tournament like so yeah. to get to the semi-finals and you know really could have got to the final and being disappointed they haven't got to the final like you know they can be quite quite happy and proud of how far I they've think, gotten so I think as well Eric Garcia against the Mobley and Bellotti was superb. Yeah, and until he got cramp really and had to come off, he, he really, really impressed me. Yeah, and he really, really impressed me. So I think you're right. If, if I was Spanish or a Spanish fan, I would. Yeah, you got it after semi final, obviously. But looking back in this tournament in a couple of weeks, you think there's something here for us to go in if we can qualify for Qatar. There's something here for us to go on into this tournament and do something in that tournament as well. And they've, they've, nobody, I don't think, tipped them to get to semi final. So. There's a base there for them to build on, and Ayatabayal, Olmo, um, Gary Garcia, Laporte, Unesimon, Pau Torres, Pedri, Thiago will still be there, probably Busquets will still be there, Coca will still be there, Lorente will still be there, Adam Traore. They were a good squad to kick on and go on into uh, the next season into the World Cup, so they can be pleased. And it's not even that far away. Yeah. Like, no, it's not. It's, it's only it's, like. Christmas it's a year months. away, Christmas like so like, Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's the same with Italy. They also I would say they also have the likes of Chiellini and stuff around for, for that maybe their last one like but uh, it might it might be his la he might drag it out or if they win this that could be him. He could just go, you know what? Is it the history of the Chiellini and I'm off. Um Tomorrow night, Johnny, to finish up this point. This is gonna be a short one obviously because we only have one game to talk about in the semi finals quite late. But tomorrow night is uh, England v Denmark. Now, I have strategically planned to work my bike tomorrow night <laughs> and uh, I'm not watching the game. Uh, so, how is tomorrow night going, Johnny? Hand on heart, what is it saying? Hand on heart, like, as much as I like my English friends and I support an <laughs> English club, 
Hand on heart, Denmark are going to fucking hoof you to the moon and back. Um, that's a, I, I think they, I hope more like more than I think they, I hope that they will, um, put a performance in. Because I think the kind of momentum is with Denmark, you know, they're really buzzing after the results they've gotten in the last couple of rounds and obviously with the, the situation with Christian Eriksen and, you know, all that sort of stuff. So, oh, yeah, I just, I just want to just, Get on to Twitter and give some English fans abuse and say it's not coming home. You can fuck off. <laughs> just, oh, it's just every single fucking tournament. A stupid song. Casper Schmeichel is an absolute legend in my book now for what he said uh, there. And, and I have been on record in this podcast before, uh, like Premier League or about Denmark saying I don't like Casper Schmeichel. Um, and he's my new king. Casper, uh, I'd like to apologise to you. Apologise to you for my behaviour beforehand. I doubted you, my king, and you have come up trumps. And I hope tomorrow night, this your father still here. Obviously. This your father spirit dials into your own body and you <laughs> perform an unbelievable performance tomorrow night. An unbelievable game against England. Um, Do you I think they they will win it? Do you know what? They, they, look. I, I don't know what's going to happen tomorrow night. Uh, Denmark have been really impressive. Um, and I know Steve doesn't think momentum exists, but that's another podcast on its own to talk about. But sometimes something, sometimes things happen in life and sport intertwines with it. And you get on a run and you just can't be stopped. And this Denmark team, after the first game, they ran Belgium so close when Belgium were motoring. And then they just kicked on from there. And and I just think tomorrow night it's going to be... I think it's going to be a brilliant game, even though I'm not going to watch it. And I'll listen to it, um, probably. Um, I think I think the English media, you know, I just think they're just so arrogant and, in a way, disrespectful to other teams. Cause like, there was Rio Ferdinand tonight on BBC, just before we started recording, basically is saying that England are in the final and they'll beat... They would have beaten Italy or Spain no matter who goes through. He's not worried. He thinks they're the better team. Blah, blah, blah. All this bullshit. And I'm just like, this is why the world cannot stand you. Do you know what I mean? Like, it's just, it's stuff like that. If they've won one World Cup in 1966, get over yourselves. Do you know what I mean? Like, they've, they've potentially had better teams. In the past, you know, like, you look at that era of Gerard and Lampard and Beckham and Wayne Rooney and stuff, and they won nothing, and they really should have probably won a tournament. You know, the quality in, in those teams, you know, it's just real sick, then, you know, it's, it really, really is. And my Twitter has just been polluted with it's coming home. I don't know what yours has been like, but it has been polluted because obviously I have a lot of Arsenal fans on my Twitter, and it is poison. But, um, just kind of ah. off topic. I've kind of just seen here. I have Twitter up in front of me, and there was two Kerry fans in with Italy fans. I think. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. they're going yeah. absolutely nuts. That's great yeah. to see. Um, but I, I think I, I, I hope like, I, I hope England don't go through. Really, really don't. I, I see my my cousins Ben and Alec who, who listen to the pod are obviously English, and Ben was Ben was on the pints the night and just texted me saying it's coming home. Um, because obviously England have gone through a brilliant performance in Rome. Um, do you know what you should have texted him back? Ben, <laughs> it's go going, home. It's going to Rome, we should have texted back. <laughs> um, but 
this it's so weird because this England squad are so likable, like so so likable. From even Pickford at the time, you know, he was a lunatic. Um, yeah. like like I've heard interviews with him, and you're thinking, you know, that actually is a sound fellow. There, it's just why did you have to do that to my 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 boy Virgil, you bastard? But anyway, um, right the way through the whole squad management. Coaching staff, they all seem really sound bunch, as you said, and then it is just for us, the media. Then, and, it, and sometimes they don't even mean it. You know what they're doing, and, and I know we lose the run of ourselves with our own club teams, like, like we do. Like I, me, especially, I know I'm one of the worst for it. Like I tell you all the time, Liverpool's the greatest team of all time, and all this here nonsense, and then they get boofed seven two by Aston Villa. It happens. Yeah. Um, but regarding tomorrow night, I just have, just have an inkling, um. It's not going to go England's way and uh, something chaotic is going to happen. I hope it isn't a far decision, but I think something is going to happen tomorrow night that's, and we're going to have an Italy-Denmark final. Um, I don't want a far decision and I don't want I don't want a mistake from, well, you probably want Harry Kane scoring on goal, but I don't like, I, I don't want... I know people think, because I was talking about it tonight, about how Donnarumma's best goalkeeper in, in, in the Euros. I don't want the Jordan pick for the chuck going in or anything like that there. I'm not, I'm not yeah. that evil. Um, and as long as Jordan Henderson, if he's not involved, I want England to beat 9-0. <laughs> but if he's uh-huh. on, then I want him to play well. It's so weird. like, But, yeah, I don't want to sit in the fence. I'm going to go with Denmark. I think Denmark are going to... And as my boy at least, my boys at least should be wary then if it is Denmark. So as I said, once you get in that bit of a... A run if something happens like ninety two, they weren't supposed to be there. They mm-hmm. turned up and beat everyone. You know, I just yeah. Christian Eriksen's already going to the final. <laughs> I mean, if they see him on the big screen, that they are beating him. You know what I mean? It's 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 set up anyway. Either England or Denmark to go through to play at least. It's going to be a brilliant, brilliant final. It's going to be unreal. Atmosphere is going to be class. Those Italian fans, either the Danish fans or the English fans, it's going to be class. It's going to be a brilliant day. Something's going to be brilliant. So I'm looking forward to it. But um, can I be honest? Do- yes, go ahead. As you know, I always am. Anyway. But yes. like you're saying, the England team are very likable. But you know, I've always been this way. I'll always tell the truth about this sort of thing. Like I really. <laughs> don't fucking like any of them, bar Bakayo Saga, and that's just because I have an invested interest in him because he's an Arsenal player. But, like, like he, Pickford is a wee prick. He just looks my like a wee... My boy, my boy, my Jordan Anderson, and you just said that I'm actually having a stroke. No, well, like, <laughs> do I really want to see England win a major tournament with a Tottenham player being captain left in the trophy? Don't. <laughs> fucking don't, right? Don't. Don't want to have them. No, right? I don't fucking like any of them with Chelsea ball bags either, so fuck oh. that. Um, sorry, Brenton. Sorry, Brenton. Yeah, I don't. That's, I'm just being honest. Like, there's just, you know, slab head at the back. Like, they're just full of players from teams I just don't like. And I'm stuck <laughs> to like, you know, I don't want them to do yeah. well. It's just like I didn't want City or Chelsea to get the Champions League thing. Like, you know, it's just, I don't know, maybe I'm just friggin', you know. No, I, I, I get that. Like, I get that. I don't. I don't. I don't either. Like I don't really either want the seeing and win it. Like, and it's not like a. It's not a nasty or spiteful or political or anything. It's just like no lads. You know, it's we rivalry. have better crack when it's it, not what sports about. Like, it's just it's just yes. rivalry. You know, and like from where we're from, we don't want to see England do well. You know, Steve talks prior to the tournament. He didn't want to see Wales or kind of Scotland do well, which is understandable <laughs> as well. Like you know, you know, I, I can understand that too. But like, it's just it's rivalry and. It's it's kind of something I've kind of 
what, like, how can English fans support, like, Arsenal fans, how can they support England with Harry Kane being captain? Like, I don't know, I just couldn't. I honestly couldn't. Like, I just take myself out of that and just not support them. But that's just me. I'm just being fickle, I suppose. Like, what's, you know, it's their country and they can support and do whatever they want. <laughs> someone Truth. said to me right, on WhatsApp, I'm not going to name it, it, was, it wasn't for anyone part of the pod, but someone said to me on WhatsApp, because I said I don't want to sing, I don't want England to win it. And mm-hmm. they said, don't we start not, not bollocks as if it was a political thing. And it is no way that at all. Like, it is not that. Not a chance. Like, I don't want to see, I want to see Scotland do well because of Andy Robertson. I like to see Jordan Hens do well for England. Nico Williams, when he comes on for Wales, I want to see him do well. But if, Either though, if Scotland or Wales are playing Northern Ireland or Republic of Ireland, I want both Ireland teams to slap them stupid. Likewise, yeah. if if Scotland were playing Italy tomorrow, I'd be wanting Italy to slap Scotland stupid. And likewise, what they, well, they did with Wales, beat Wales one nil. Sorry, I'd be wanting that to happen. It's it's a rivalry thing. Do you know what I mean? It's like it's like in club football. If Chelsea had been playing Roma or Inter Milan or whoever. Uh, Lille, Lyon, uh, Atletico Madrid, Valencia, whoever in the Champions League final, I would want the other team to have beaten Chelsea. Brenton would be the exact same as Liverpool playing whoever. That's what you want to have. It's because it was Man City, and anyone see what Man City won. That's <laughs> it's football rivalry. It's not this. This and certainly not this. It's not a political thing. And not certainly not with this podcast anyway. We're not, we've no time for that nonsense. But look, I hope it's a brilliant game tomorrow night, and I hope Denmark win. I think we both are under that impression. I personally hope they win by a dodgy VAR decision. Just put it out there. <laughs> yeah, but you're you're actually evil. Oh, you I know. Are, you, you are evil. There's a reason why me and Steve um, are the bold ones. <laughs> yeah. Um, I think that is us covered, possibly, for, for tonight's action. Uh, as I said, myself and Johnny are not on tomorrow night. Uh, it'll be Paddy, Brent and Steve will be covering the action from uh, the Denmark-England game. And then we'll be back on Friday with a preview show for the final and then Sunday night for the final. And that will be the Euros over and also the football battle taking like a holiday for a couple of weeks, which will be, unless a massive major transfer news story happens, which will be nice. But um, yeah, let's see how it goes. Let's see how tomorrow night goes. There could be a few... Journalists and bloggers and podcasters going into hiding tomorrow evening, or there could be a few coming out like peacocks, <laughs> uh, depending <laughs> on the results. So um, let's let's enjoy it. This has been an unbelievable tournament so far. I've loved doing all these podcasts and anyone and all the podcasts I've been on listening to them. It's it's been class, Johnny. I don't know what you thought. It's just been brilliant getting involved and do adding our own wee bit to it. And thanks to everyone for listening and keep listening. So yeah, enjoy tonight's game. England v Denmark. Uh, catch all of our podcasts on your podcast apps. Just look for the Football Bubble Pod. Get us on Instagram and Twitter, uh, the Football Bubble Pod. Johnny, do the Patreon link for the folks. Patreon.com forward slash Football Bubble. Any donations are appreciated. Oh, perfect. Any donations, £1 a month. It's easy. Get involved. Help us go into the new season where we'll cover as much as we can. And keep listening and enjoy tonight's match, as I said. And we'll chat these again soon. Good luck, folks. Crocky out. <laughs>